to love the Lord our God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. And then to love your neighbor as you love yourself. Who can do that? This is so impossible, it seems. We work so hard at trying to get close to God. Everyone in this church today desires in some way to get closer to God. That's why you come to church in part. And if you had to ask the question, what do you want most out of life? I think most of us do say, I want to get closer to God. That's where I'm gonna find my happiness, my peace, my joy, a sense of balance and purpose. I want to get closer to God, but I can't do that to love God 100% all the time. Who can do this? And many people walk away because it's just too hard. It's just too hard to do this. There are over 600 commandments in the Torah. Then you have the 10 commandments in the law of Moses. That's a lot of laws in the Old Testament, and Jesus sums it all up into basically two. Love of God, love of neighbor, and self. Wow. I'd like to look at the other commandments. They seem easier to follow than this one. So let's talk about how hard we work at things and how difficult we actually make our lives in relation to getting closer to God. The other day I wanted to get a pumpkin for Halloween. So I went over to the Home Depot and I looked around near the doors because that's normally where they have holiday stuff and there were no pumpkins. So I went to the garden section thinking that's naturally where they'll have them. There were no pumpkins there. I started walking inside to aisle one, aisle two, three, four. I did this for about 25 minutes, getting frustrated, looking at other things I maybe would like to buy, but no, I just wanted my pumpkin. So then I decided, okay, it's time to ask. Stop looking around and being foolish. One of the employees will know. Could you help me? I said, I'm looking for a pumpkin. Oh yeah, that's in the garden section. I said, no, I, I've been there. There's no, no pumpkins there. Oh, did you try aisle two? I said, yes, that's lumber. How about aisle 16? I said, no, that's electrical. <laughs> I said, all I want is a pumpkin. Don't you have any pumpkins? Uh, see the manager. At that point, I said, no. So I went to Rodman's, just down the street. I love Rodman's. And before I could even enter to look for a pumpkin, there was somebody who came up to me and said, how can I help you? The customer service there is excellent. You all know about Rodman's, superb. Really nice. And I said, I just want a pumpkin. And she said, here it is. It's right here. And it's free. I like Rodman's a lot. <laughs> Happy Halloween, everyone. I got my pumpkin. 
It was so hard at the other place. I had made it so hard on myself. I was looking feverishly. I was determined that I could do this. It's just a pumpkin, I know, but do you understand what I'm saying about making this analogy to our spiritual lives? We work so hard at trying to get close to God. We look in aisle one, aisle two. We go all over the store, as it were, in life. And we don't find him. And then maybe we give up or we leave the store frustrated. We leave that relationship with the Lord frustrated because we didn't find him. We looked everywhere. And then maybe it's time to change the way we're doing business with the Lord and we go to another store. We try another way. And I think the other way is to allow him, the Lord our God, to come close to us, to come close to each one of us. We work hard at trying to get close to God. I want to get close to God. Yeah, but flip it. Flip the whole thing and allow him to come to you. See, that's how different Christianity is. Echoed in the Old Testament, yes, but it's really completed in the desire that God had from all eternity to come close to mankind and to each one of us. Body to body, blood to blood, the most personal way possible. See, no other religion has done this. Allah is spirit, never flesh. Yahweh is spirit, never flesh. Buddhism talks about meditation on the one and a spirituality, a philosophy of ideas and communion that way, but it's all about man's effort to get to God. Even all the ancient natural religions are always offering sacrifices and attempting to do something. What can we do to appease and get closer to God? Now, this is the only religion the world has ever known and will ever know in which God comes to us. We don't go to God. God comes to us. Emmanuel, God with us in the flesh. No longer just ideas or doctrines or concepts. No longer indirect forms of nature and signs from the heavens. No longer prophecies and, and, and sacrifices and, and, and philosophies of, of God. No, this is going to be real, personal, historic flesh. God gets closer to us. We can then relax. Allow, by analogy, customer service to do the job. See, the Lord is the perfect customer servant. Everyone complains about customer service these days, but I'll tell you, there is no better customer server than Jesus. You walk into his store, into his church, as it were. You don't have to buy anything. You can look around and then just get quiet. 
and allow him to speak to you his word and then to feed you with his body and blood. And like that pumpkin at Rodman's, it's all free. You don't have to buy it. It's all yours for the taking. Over and over and over and over again for 2,000 years, in a very special way, God continues to come close to us in his son, Jesus Christ, in and through the mass. For 2,000 years until the end of time. So this is why St. Paul and the letters that we're reading from Hebrews these weeks tells us about the nature of this particular customer servant who continues to make close God to us in his sacrifice. See, the other priests, he says, were many, but Jesus remains forever. He has a priesthood that does not go away. Now, priesthood is very important in the Old Testament and extremely important in the New Testament. He is always able to save those who approach God through him. So you want to get closer to God, says the letter to the Hebrews, you go through Jesus. You don't have to work so hard at it. Yes, you work, but it's not about you, as we've said so many times. It's about him. Let him do the work. See, the work of the Mass is not you, with all respect. It's not me, with all respect. Oh yes, we have our place in this Mass. No, the primary presider, celebrant, is the High Priest, Jesus Christ. It was fitting that we should have such a High Priest. He has no need, as did the High Priest of old, to offer sacrifice day after day. No, he now offers himself as the perfect, holy, unblemished, innocent lamb of sacrifice to atone for all sin, for all religions, Islam, Judaism, Hinduism, Buddhism, natural religions. This is incredible, friends. I mean, literally incredible, unbelievable that we now have a perfect high priest that offers continually the same sacrifice he did on Calvary, perpetually represented for you, for me, in our time, in this place, now, in the course of an hour and 10 minutes, every Sunday. Or as I've said, you can come to the 7.30 a.m. and do it in 32 minutes. But it's not Kronos time, it's the Kyrios time, the time of God, by power of the Holy Spirit, who said, do this in memory of me. So every time we do that, this is my body, this is my blood, we represent that perfect act of sacrifice that Jesus Christ accomplished for all mankind. You want to get close to God? Allow him to come close to you. And most close body to body and blood to blood. You can't get closer to God than that. Do you see how intelligent this Catholic Christian understanding and relationship is? Let's reflect also on the words of institution at every Mass, not just the words body and blood, as significant as they are, as we echo the very words of Jesus. 
His words, not mine, not yours, his. But what comes after those words? The new and eternal covenant. The new covenant, not the old. It's a new covenant and an eternal covenant. There will never be another covenant with God as perfectly manifest and accomplished by Jesus. That's amazing. We are the beneficiaries of two millennia of this incredible belief. It makes you want to go to Mass more often. Tomorrow's all saints. See you then, right? Amazing. And he has been made perfect forever. So a perfect sacrifice is about to take place before your eyes of faith. The world comes in here and says, I see bread, I see wine, I see people praying, and that's very beautiful. It's a lovely church. It's a pretty day. Nice music. But what do you see? Do you see Calvary? on this altar? Do you see the resurrection in this garden? Do you see the upper room where his disciples are gathered for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit? What do you see in the eyes of faith? Oh, you see a lot. It's a gift. Not everyone has it. It's God's gift. He is coming closer to you through the gifts he gives you in baptism, confirmation, Holy Eucharist, in your prayer, in your charity, sure, in all the other gradations of nature. It's why we just marvel at the beauty of this day. You take a walk and you say, my God, what a beautiful gift. How great thou art in all the signs of nature, but wow, nothing compares to this. So you can relax and back off a bit. And that's how we learn to love the Lord our God more and more and seek to achieve something of that commandment with all our mind and strength and soul by allowing him to do it for us. See, nobody loves you with all his mind, strength, and will and heart more than God in Jesus. It's a perfect God. It's a perfect personal God who knows you and loves you. And in knowing and loving you, he desires you to know and love him. But let him do the work first, because then it's much easier. I just was looking for a pumpkin, and I found it. Actually, it was given to me. I didn't look for it. Someone gave it to me. You don't have to look hard for Jesus. He gives you himself today. He comes as close as he possibly can to you, to make it easier.